is an introductory episode to the Diary of a Hip Hop Artist podcast. So why does this podcast exist? Well, let me introduce myself. My name is Sia Naz. I'm 44. I live at home with my parents. Yeah. Working as an Uber driver and I'm working on making my music dreams come true. So how did I get here? Well, sit back and have a listen to this story. So I was born in 1974 and I have a sister. My parents, though, have had a terrible marriage. Yeah, it has. it's not the best um, relationship at all. I preferred to stay with my uncle and my three cousins because they were a lot more fun and they went out a lot more, whereas my family did nothing and the environment at home was just awful. It's not a place anyone would really want to be. When I was around eight, I had a horribly abusive teacher who would make me stand in front of the classroom with a maths book in my hand and he would leave me there crying until I answered a maths question or the class would finish. And he would do that throughout the whole year and he tried that again a few years later when I had him again, but he just absolutely destroyed me doing that. Um, My parents supported him. And I absolutely hated them for not standing up for me. A year later, my uncle moved to Greece and took all my cousins with him. And he just left me here. I just felt so abandoned. A few years after that, my mother said to me, I'll help you be anything you want. But when I said a singer, she said anything but that. And that just destroyed me. It's a horrible environment to live in. When I was 15, I took an overdose of pills and I tried to end it all. I keep thinking that if my uncle had stayed, everything would have been different. My life would have been different because he really supported me. I remember once I called him um, because a few years later I wanted to, I took singing lessons. And I called him in Greece and I told him and he spoke to my mother and told her off for not allowing me to do it. But they just hated it and... After that, I saw my first psychologist and I've seen over 20 of them over the years. So it's been a long journey. In 1991, I finished high school, um, really completely wrecked, totally dead inside with serious anger issues and just just wasn't myself. I wanted to do music and, and it wasn't supported by anyone and mentally I was just destroyed. So just started living a life that wasn't my own. Then in 1993, I did a course in textile merchandising, which is um, dressing the the models, the, the dummies really in the shop windows. It wasn't something I wanted to do. I wanted to do music. But my parents weren't having a bar of that and and what could I do? This still didn't stop me from trying to pursue my music dreams. I can't remember how I found my first singing teacher. She was an awful person. When you're dealing with all the shit that I was dealing with, obviously your voice is not going to be in perfect condition. I used to hold back a lot. And with singing, you need to be open and be able to project. Well, I was in the opposite frame of mind. Everyone around me had really hurt me a lot. So, yeah, I couldn't communicate very well. The singing didn't really go well. The first lesson that I had with this teacher, who was a teacher that taught very famous Australian singers, because I saw the photos on the wall. And after the first lesson, she said to me, if I didn't know you from a bar of soap, I would say you were the worst singer I ever heard. She actually said that to me. It was 
devastating. And it's only taken the last few years for me to be able to get that out of my head. And I remember she said, oh, well, so that's $20 for today. And I gave her the money and I left. I should have told her to get lost and and taken the money and gone. And someone, a family friend, had seen me and told my parents, well, they just, they just went off. They went crazy. And I just knew that after that if I did anything with music it would have to be on the down low where they where I wouldn't get found I had to go stealth 1993 I did a singing course which I really enjoyed um I did it on the slide just saying that I was doing some sort of course then in 1994 to 1995 I did an advanced certificate in music business management which I absolutely adored it was part-time it was like two days a week over two years and I absolutely loved it. I was I just felt so at home there or talking music and I just felt that's where I belonged. But my family absolutely hated it. And I remember one night my sister picked me up and she was crying. She's like, what are you doing to them? Look what you're doing to the, to your parents. You know, what? how can you do this? And I thought, what am I doing? I'm just doing a course in music business management. I want to be in music. It's, they treated me like I was a freak, but I just wanted to do music. And I thought, if I was in a, a music family, a musical family, I, I, it would have been totally normal. But being with, with this family, they just made me feel like a freak and... And my depression just got worse. Like my depression started from when I was very young, from, from that awful teacher who would make me stand in front of the class crying. From like eight years old, depression started with me. So it, it just kept getting worse and worse. After that, I did a... No, nothing came of that. I mean, what could come of that? My parents just overreacted and they just made me feel like shit. But I did such a, a great job doing that course... I'm just going to get my results. A lot of the um, uh, the subjects I got, 84, 92, 75, 85, like I got really high marks in, in this course and I love doing it. 90, 85, 96, publishing and copyright. Jeez, I wish I could remember what I learned then. I don't know where I've got the, the paperwork for all that. I remember um, I had an assignment and I got 98% for this assignment and I was so proud of myself. And I showed my father the assignment and the mark and he just looked at it. And then he looked up at the TV and that was it. He just ignored me. So I finished the course but nothing came of it. There, there was no way anything was going to come of it. After that I did um, a sales and marketing course which wasn't what I wanted to do. But since they weren't going to let me do music and... I, what was I going to do, run away? There, were, there wasn't really any option. So I did this stupid course, led to nothing. I, I remember um, it was sales and promotional techniques and I remember going door to door selling knives with this um, sales guy that I was supposed to learn off and it was just ridiculous. I just didn't want to do it. So then after that, I helped out a friend um, who had a real estate office and um, turns out her father had a gambling problem, so more often than not, I'd have to go down to the the local TAB where he would do his bidding, and I'd have to tell him to come back to the office, and he would always be furious. But you know, be professional. Don't do that during office hours, or make me have to come down and get you. 
The only good thing I remember about working there was that I managed to get on the radio and I requested the song Ironic by Alanis Morissette and that was when she had first released it. So, yeah, it's going back. Uh, after that, I did a bra-making course because I thought I wanted to design bras. So that was 1997. And with that, I... Also, um, tried to design my own bras and I remember going to a factory that moulded bras so that you got a moulded cup like for t-shirt bras and it's it's so awkward like they treated me like suspiciously like maybe I was working for a competitor or something all I wanted to do was just get some samples so that I could make my own designs and I brought different types of fabric for them to mould and it was just really awkward and then I tried to like painting or trademark so I went to a lawyer and they said um, I showed them the designs and I showed them the fabrics that were molded for me and she sort of looked at me the lawyer looked at me suspiciously like is this really your stuff and I'm like yeah it, it is mine like they were my designs they were my ideas and then she said okay I'll do the paperwork for you um, and come back and then when I called to get my paperwork back I couldn't reach the lawyer so I it was like they thought that I had stolen the designs or stolen it from someone else and they weren't going to help me. It's really odd. So I just thought, not going to do that. And then after that, I decided maybe I should print T-shirts like and I um, did these designs, um, but that didn't go very far. didn't go very far because I didn't have a lot of support at home and pretty much I was pretty much broken anyway. So I had very, very low self-esteem. And when you're doing business, you really need to ha to believe in yourself and, and push. But I, I had none of that. Like I, I had the go for it. But when it came to seeing things through, I just always felt like I was such a loser from the way that I was treated, like by my family. The, you know, they just treated me like I was a freak and I just wanted to do music and they didn't like any of that. So after that... I did um, a certificate in office administration, which I, I just hated. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to do music. And that was in 97 again. Then in 98, I did a certificate in small business management. I don't think I really minded because I really did want to have my own business, run something myself, not work for other people. But, you know, nothing came of anything because of my low self-esteem and just my mental health issues. It, it wasn't good. So then in 2000, I started working for Safeway, which is now Woolies, the supermarket chain. And I worked in a few different departments. I went from the deli to the bakery to check out Cheek at the front. And yeah, I was there for seven years. But, you know, during that time, you know, wanting some variety, I did. I worked in different departments and then they just use and abuse you. They just throw you wherever they want to. And I, I just didn't want to work in the deli anymore. But they just didn't care. If I was dressed nicely to work at the front, then they'd just throw me in the deli and then I'd go home stinking. Or if I was in the the bakery, then they would throw me onto the cash registers and I'd be up from like four in the morning. And I've got flour all over me. My hair's a mess. I look like a crazy woman. And, and I'm at the front registers and I just had enough of that. But during that time, um, in 2001, I did um, a Napoleon course. 
Napoleon Makeup Academy and I did a certificate in makeup application. But the problem with that is I didn't have a car, so how was I going to transport myself around to to do makeup jobs? And it was a good idea. I, I kind of enjoyed it, but really I just wanted to do music. And then after that, I did a few um, courses in self-care because my mental state was just getting worse and I was just trying to heal myself because I just didn't want to do any of this, just wanted to do music. So I did a aromatherapy and skincare course. I did a shamanic healing course, color therapy, practical aromatherapy. Just all these courses just to sort of try to heal myself. But of course there's nothing wrong with me. The problem was everyone else. You know, I just wanted to do music, but my family treated me like I was a freak. So, you know, they just messed with my mind. And then in 2003, I joined Herbalife, as I think everyone's tried Herbalife. Um, I made it to World Team. I uh, went to Singapore, Hong Kong and Vegas. But a lot of that was because I was um, selling my own stuff to get to these places. I wasn't doing all, all that well. Actually, one stage I was doing okay, but I remember... I was um, counting my money um, so that I could bank it and my mother walked past and she walked past and she made the rudest comment like, oh, counting your money, are you doing that well, are you? Not with support but just awful sarcasm which is which pretty much what she's about. So after that to get out of Safeway I did a course in tourism which I just didn't want to do. I just wanted to get out of the supermarket and I didn't know how else to do and I thought I'd love to travel so I'll do this course and it was at Jet Set Training College and um, I hated it. I didn't want to do it but it was the only way to get out. So after I got out from there, um, I managed to get a job at Qantas in the redemption section where you use your points to book flights and... I was there for 18 months, but, you know, I was one of the last in our group to stay there because it's a call centre and, you know, I enjoy helping people, but I just didn't, I didn't like it. I just wanted to do music, so I was just in an environment where I just felt like I didn't belong. After that, I did a course in um, Word to get my um, computer skills up to date. Then after that, in 2008, I did a course in proofreading to try and get proofreading work. Nothing came of that. And then in 2008, I worked for a real estate company in the head office in the city. And this was my first corporate job. And I thought, oh, I've made it. But And it was on Collins Street. So it was, Collins Street's quite a, um, an iconic street. It's got a lot of the major designer labels there. And I worked at reception, but I worked with the most horrible receptionist. And the first day that I walked in there, she walked in, didn't talk to me, stood next to the desk, waited for me to get up, and then she sat down. She didn't say a word to me all day, and it just went from bad to worse. She was just horrible, and we had the worst arguments, and apparently we divided the office, but I just thought she was awful. Working from reception, I worked for the HR department, and I worked for the project marketing department. Just anything to try and get away from her. 
Um, during that time, I also did a certificate for in business admin, which I really didn't want to do. 2010, I did the Victorian Agency Representative Certificate, so that's so that you can be a salesperson. But nothing ever came of that because the, the head of the project marketing department, once he got back from holidays and heard that I went for the certificate so that I could sell, he said, no, that's just not going to happen. So that was the end of that. I was working at this real estate office. Um, I had started a few websites. One is called wealthandluxury.com, which is still there. And it's a luxury directory. And and then I started another website called Melbourne in Luxury, which doesn't exist anymore. And it was about all the top restaurants that you could eat in Melbourne and um, the top designers and things like that. And the local... Uh, magazine the city weekly uh, found out about the website and asked to do an interview so I got interviewed and I got a photo and and that was the most exciting thing that happened to me while I was there so that was good it was good fun after that I just decided that I was um I was just done with Melbourne I was done I was broken I was not living my life just was doing all this admin work which I hated and I just remember thinking what am I doing here it's not, I just want to be creative I don't want to be stuck in a corporate office it was just awful I, I absolutely hated it so I decided to go on a surf camp and I went to Bali in 2011 and I met these wonderful people from Perth and they said oh you should come to Perth you'll really love it uh, I just left. I just had enough of everyone and everything. Um, my sister was marrying a guy that I'd barely met and she just moved out and, and I just felt abandoned. Even though we weren't close, she, you know, we were together. She got married when she was, what, 35, 36, you know, living together all those years and I didn't really have any friends. She was the only person that I had when she moved out. I had no one and and it's devastating because you're just left alone. I just thought, stuff you, I'm out of here. If you're gone, I'm gone. And so I, I moved to Perth and I was there from 2011 to 2013 and I worked for the church there. And everyone was lovely and the weather was beautiful and I got to go to the beach and, and it was just so nice there. And then I started up my music because during, during all these years, I, on and off, I found... Um, singing teachers, I, I secretly did um, singing lessons and piano courses and I got a keyboard but, you know, once again, any time I tried to practice, mum would walk past and thumping her feet and muttering, you know, just not s- n- no support. It was She, she just it made me feel like shit. So then I would stop because, you know... W- when your mental health is not the best and then people pile it on on top, it just makes you feel worse. So I tried the music again. I wrote a song or two, but I've got to look for those, but nothing went further than that. And then I ended up coming back in 2013, not that I wanted to, but everything sort of ended in Perth, like my job. There was a big reshuffle and then I was doing next to nothing and then the lease of my apartment came up and then my sister had a child so I was sort of like all all signs pointing to go back home and when I got back I was the depression got much much worse so when I got back I thought I just don't want to do 
any more admin work, but so I try. I got a certificate in responsible service of alcohol. Maybe I can do um, hospitality work, and I got a certificate in hygienic practices for food safety. And I ended up working in a nursing home, which I hated. They are awful places. And I thought, I just, I can't do this. So that was the end of that. Then in 2014 to 2015, I got an even worse job with um, as an administration assistant in a company that does training in aged care and childcare. My God, that was an awful environment. They were so dodgy. Um, they just faked all the paperwork it was just awful and then we got bought out by this bigger company that was even more dodgy than the company that I was working for it was just awful at one of the lunches we had towards the end um, my manager was leaving we were having lunch in a pub and I just blacked out and I passed out at the table so embarrassing uh, it was just just from the stress of thinking if she's leaving she's going to leave me behind there's only me and like one or two of other people left in our company everyone else had gone or were let go during that time I did a pop songwriting boot camp at the Victorian College of the Arts and that was really cool and that was with a songwriting teacher the teacher who did the course had written a song for Michael Jackson I think it got on the history album he was really cool a lot of energy um, my parents of course didn't know that I was doing that course they thought I was doing something else and during this time, I started writing again, and, and that was when my pop songs sort of turned more into hip-hop songs and fitting in a lot nicely for me. In 2015 to 2016, I was a legal assistant in a company, and these jobs just go from bad to worse. I was with a lawyer who was an absolute bully, like the manager was really lovely. But the lawyer that I was working with was just awful and my mental health just went downhill. It just got worse. And, you know, during all these years, I've seen different psychologists over the years. I remember after I, um, when I was 15, after I took that overdose, my mother said, don't tell them anything, otherwise they're going to lock you up in a mental institution. So that didn't help for the first few years because I really needed to talk to someone. As the years have passed, I've felt a lot more freer and more open and I've found um, psychologists that have really helped me, um, which has been really, really good. So nobody's going to lock you up if you open up. During that year, I, I found uh, another psychologist and he really helped me because that time there was just awful. So And during that time, I did um, a course in Ableton and an electronic music production course. And that was um, really good. I enjoyed doing that. And this was still while working for the legal company. And I also did a certificate in um, in training and assessment. But um, that was with the, um, the training company. So it's just going back a little bit. So then after that, last year I decided to do um, a course in digital marketing and social media marketing. And that was um, from finding a, a deal on Groupon. And so I did the two courses for like 10 bucks, which is really good because I thought it would help me with the social media on, on Twitter and Facebook and all that and Instagram and how to do it properly. During the last few years, I've been working on music and how to make my own beats, mainly because I don't have money to really um, lease beats. And even though it's not a lot of money... Um, I think it's still a lot better if I if I if I can I don't mind doing both. 
Um, but ideally, I just prefer to make my own beats that way. I don't have to answer to anyone. I don't have to ask permission. You don't have to sign a contract. You don't. It's your beat. You can do whatever you want with it. And there's a lot more freeing doing that. So that's what I've been working on. It's just um, making beats, getting better at it. And last year was um, the first year that I released my first song called Old School Days. And I made the beat and I wrote the song. And I was really proud of myself for doing that. So, And since then I've um, written a few more songs and made a few more beats. But I'm still fairly new to it. So what's the point of this podcast? I guess um, I'm trying to find my tribe. I'm trying to find my fans. I mean, I'm not at a professional level yet. I'm still learning. So I just want to find people who are happy to come along with me on my journey through the ups and downs. There's lots of downs, but there's a few ups there. And, you know, through the imperfect beats and the imperfect singing until I can get it to a more professional level. It's fun, but yeah... um. I'm excited until I can get better and really be competitive with um, other artists and beat makers. You know, until the big girls and boys notice me. I've got. Um, I'm excited to have uh, Chuck D and DMC following me on Twitter, which is really cool. They don't respond to anything I send them, but they're following me, so you know that makes me feel good. And on Insta and on Twitter, I've had some. Oh, I had a run-in with Ice T. Wow, his fans are savage. <laughs> Um, I've had some good chats with people, so, you know, feel free to communicate with me. I really love it when people respond. You know, I love talking to people. Um, with this podcast, you can also donate so that I can earn some money and buy my own place and make my dreams come true. Because what are my goals? You know, my goals are to buy my own home outright, put a studio in there, adopt some kids, make music from home and tour as well. No, it's solitary making beats at home and in this house and in this environment. So it's nice to get out and meet people, you know, like a normal person and not live like a hobbit. That's pretty much my story. I've actually missed a few things. I just thought I would, you know, give you my life story so that you know where I'm at and then in the upcoming episodes we'll just go from from what's happening now because there are things happening all the time. Like I did a beat battle last week and I've been doing some open mic nights and I've been doing some collaborating with some other artists. So lots of things are happening and a lot of the time you're not going to know and it's like why isn't why am I not putting beats out or putting music out? Well, it's because I'm, I'm working on other stuff and... I'm I'm working on my music. I'm working at Uber, earning money. I'm looking after my parents. I babysit my nephew. Um, I look after the house. So it's exhausting. There's there's so much and and promoting music and all that. So that'll be um an upcoming podcast I'll I'll do on on all the work on all the behind the scenes work that goes on. You know before you before you know any songs coming out or after a song is coming out you know you have to promote it and all that and I've also got my mental health that I'm dealing with you know with my depression it goes up and down so that doesn't help it's quite a monster so there's a lot that I'm dealing with every single day and I, I and I'm trying to do um, Russ's plan which is he put out a song a week um, for over a year until he got noticed and I'm trying to do a song a week but and you'd think that would be easy but when you're dealing with 
you know, mental health with depression and, and all the shit that I'm putting up with every day and everything that I have to do, I find it really difficult. It takes time. It takes time. I'm still new. Um, it, it takes me a lot of time to do that stuff. And then there's all these other things that I'm um, doing as well. So I'm, I'm hoping to put a plan together and figure out how I can do this better so that I can smooth that out and and be able to do it so that's my story there I hope to hear from you guys leave a comment make a donation follow me listen to my music offer support and and go on this ride with me and hopefully it's um a ride that will lead to the top so thanks for listening and I will Speak to you next time. Bye.